0: It's 10 a.m., which means it's time for Utah Car Sense with Jeff Miller and Austin Horton. Presented by Mark Miller Subaru on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Good morning. Happy April, everybody. Woo! you. Believe it already. Four months into the year. it's, It's incredible. I'm Austin Horton. Roger Parkin with me today here on Utah Car Sense. Roger's the general sales manager of the Southtown location for Mark Miller's Subaru uh, at uh, 10920 South State in the Autumnall Drive. And uh, they've also got the Midtown location, 3535 South State as well. But, Roger, welcome back to the show. And, yeah, like I said, happy spring, happy April. It's a beautiful day, isn't it?
1: Oh, it's fantastic. I was just out in my backyard and taking care of some stuff. It's 60 degrees, sunny, oh. It was hard to come in, Austin, get yeah. on the radio. I was
0: going to say, it's a beautiful day to be inside talking to a microphone. Yeah. <laughs> Have you... Oh, it could be worse. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Uh, in fact, I've had worse recently. So, <laughs> so I'll take it. I'll take Have you seen that uh, This Is Sports Center commercial with the Oregon duck sitting at his desk doing busy work? And he looks out and he sees a beautiful day outside and the other actual ducks out on the pond. And he just sits back and has a deep sigh and goes, oh. Why am I not out there?
1: I have not seen, I haven't watched much TV in the last month or so. Just too busy doing stuff.
0: Yeah. That one, I think, is like 20 years old. So, no excuse for that. That's okay. Those are probably the best ones. (laughs) They are. (laughs) Oh man, we've got so much to to talk about. Uh, pages upon pages of Subaru news and happenings in the last week. We'll get to yeah. We've got stuff going on. We have uh, some great things happening across the industry. We have some kind of worrisome things happening across the industry, and uh, an uptick in a certain theft that is continuing to grow and is now rapidly impacting our community we'll talk about uh, throughout the day as well but as always the show goes as you go 855 340 zone is our phone number 855 340 zone if you have a question a comment a story uh we'd love to hear from you the the lanes are always wide open here on utah Carson's 855 <laughs> yes, 340 zone and roger we usually put up a, a little bit of a goodie to draw from at the end of the show have you given some thought as to uh how much of your own money are you going to give away today
1: well, I thought I'd give away your money today.
0: <laughs> my my money my money is all in the hands of my creditors. <laughs> see, yeah,
1: isn't that the truth? Well, we've been giving away what? what have we been giving away? The all oil. Stuff? The
0: the standard oil right. with pickup and drop off seems to be real popular.
1: Well, let's do that.
0: It's 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 uh what you get within 20 miles of the store. They pick up free your car. drop off. Yeah. They they take yeah. it in. They take care of it. They drop it off all for free. So.
1: Yeah, for all of our customers that have bought new cars from us in the last what two and a half three years, we give every, well for the last seven years we've given away a free maintenance plan. But a couple of years ago, we started including during the first two years or twenty four thousand miles, free drop off and pickup within twenty miles. And boy, I tell you, if you haven't used that, it's a wonderful
0: service. It yeah, uh, it has changed <laughs> my family's life for sure. Uh, to be able to just say. Uh, oh, man, it's time to get that oil changed or get the in the tires or whatever and not have to plan uh, half a day to go sit in a, a room and, and wait and get it done to just let you guys have my problems for the day is wonderful.
1: Yeah, I think we're doing between the two stores somewhere between probably 1,500 and 2,000 drop-off and pickups a month. Wow. Yeah, it's it's, it's blown up beyond our wildest uh, Wildest ideas, you know, COVID certainly has helped that and sure. it certainly made it safer for everybody. I mean, employees, customers, um, you know, just where they don't have to come in. You don't have to spend time waiting for your car to be serviced. Yep. Yeah, for sure. So,
0: And uh, so <laughs> what we'll do today is everyone that calls in and shares a question, has a comment or, make, or <laughs> makes a story, yeah. <laughs> uh, whatever, you we, we you'll be entered into the drawing at the end of the show. Uh, and uh, one lucky caller will get that free pickup and drop off standard oil change. So call yep. in 855 zone Now, my wife and I were uh, driving last night. We, we took advantage of my, my younger brother, who's far more athletic, far more talented, far more a better person than I, which is the same for all four of my younger siblings. <laughs> uh, he was in, a, and he is in, the production at Health Center Theater of Les Mis, les miserables awesome and it is i've never seen i i'm a big les mis guy i think a lot of people are uh, i've i had the chance to be in the show once and it was incredible i've never seen it in the round like they do down at hill center theater Mm -hmm. and i was a little uh, apprehensive not only about seeing such a production done in that way but being in a theater full of people for the first time in this uh, <laughs> pandemic time, and I
1: got—I got I to got tell you—that would be very uncomfortable
0: right now. It—it was—it so just because we haven't done it for a year, exactly. And I—I I don't know that I—I I don't know that it's rational for me to be all that nervous uh, about the, the the germ side of it. I think it's more about how foreign it felt mm-hmm. after a year plus of not doing such things, and they and yeah. everyone was masked and they were very very. Uh, on top of keep that mask over your mouth and nose the whole time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was the dress rehearsal. So it was a little looser, uh, not the production, but the, the the behavior of the crowd and such. Uh, and still, I was very impressed with how, uh, how well it was uh, handled from a pandemic standpoint. But as we were driving home, we got... Uh, my wife loves the carpooling, and mm-hmm. I abhor the carpooling i i can't why why do, why stand do you abhor it. it because you're trapped you're trapped in that carpooling well, and
1: a half at the time a big deal.
0: right so in, <laughs> and out, in and out in and out hit it out and the people behind you think that it's the nascar you. lane mm-hmm. and so you're pushing it at 75 you're pushing it up to 80 you're pushing up to 82 and you're like this guy is riding in my back seat next to my 2 year old in her car seat this uh, this is not okay and, but yep. I can't – there's nowhere I can go, and you're in that double Definitely. line. <laughs> yeah, right. And so for a stretch or seven between Sandy and Layton last night, we had a lot of – uh, stress breathing going on in, in the driver's seat. Did you, did you practice your Lamas? I, I honestly, I I sounded like I may have uh, been having out contractions. Out. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> reverse.
0: Hoo-ha-hee, hoo-ha-hee. Yeah. Uh, and your inner peace. Exactly. And so it came up that uh, how much I, and I told her, she was complaining about everyone that was getting so close to us. And I finally said, the only reason I'm in this lane is so that you don't tell me to get in this lane. That's the only reason I got in the carpool lane. So you were lane. driving last night. Yes.
1: Yep. Oh my goodness. White knuckle on it.
0: Yeah. And uh, because if I don't get in the carpool lane, the whole drive, she says, why aren't you in the carpool lane? Get in the carpool lane. go around, get in the carpool lane." because my wife is a, a get in front of everybody type driver. She's a Utah. <laughs> she, <can't, laughs> she cannot stand to see any cars ahead of her. Yes. Uh, Turn signals are a, a, just a, a signal to speed up. <laughs> and I'm very quickly, every day that passes, more so becoming a right lane, speed limited underdriver type guy.
1: Yeah. 70, <laughs> 75, even if I'm in the OHV lane, I kind of, if you 75, I'm pushing it. They want to go around me, they can go get the ticket.
0: Exactly. But
1: you know, at night, their, their lights you're are gonna filling my, my mirrors. You're going to get there, what, maybe a minute quicker?
0: If that, yeah,
1: right. If that, you know, it's just, it doesn't, and I used to be, I used to be that dry right at the rear end when I, in my younger years. And I, I'm with you. It's just, you know, I'm going to get there. I want to get there one piece. You go around me, you, I'll get out of here. Yeah, we drove the, uh, we were down at the Jazz game last night with a couple of my friends and we did the OHV lane down. He's never, they've never gone off the Four South uh, HV exit there. Hmm. Because I've seen it, I didn't realize it existed. (laughs) Right. It's the bomb. If you got more than one person in the car to go downtown, this is the exit. Especially getting out of there at night.
0: Yeah. Uh, But, if I may, getting back on uh, in the carpool lane at 400 South is a nightmare.
1: No, it's not. Well, it depends (laughs) on where you're at.
0: Because everyone is is combining right there at that 1300-2100 exit, Mm -hmm. and it's like... It's Thunderdome. It's Mad Max over there.
1: <laughs> no, you know it's Thunderdome is the new collector for Seventy um, Second and the Interchange. Oh, that's an interesting new beast to get used to.
0: Can we have some signage about that? By the way, uh, <laughs> no,
1: that would be overrated. It's kind of like the airport. You know, they don't have enough. When they open, they did not have enough signage at the airport. Yeah, I mean, you can go east or west. Pick your poison. Yep. <laughs>
0: It, it's yeah. And if you choose wrong, uh, well, you're going to be a minute before you can correct that uh, wrong decision.
1: Yeah, uh, my mother-in-law flew in the two days. She flew out the old airport and flew in the day two days later after this one opened. Oh, wow. And she calls me, I can't figure out how to get to the curb. I said, you're going to have to go ask someone. I'm not been in this one. Yeah, I can't figure it out either. I have yeah. no clue. I've not been in there. Yeah, I've my not wife been Did to the, the same thing. She flew out of the old airport and flew back into the new the day after it opened. <laughs> I have not.
0: I haven't. Uh, the old airport. I probably. I don't know. I'm guessing off the top of my head. I've probably flown only like five or six times in my entire life, uh, mm-hmm. and, and I still was not all that familiar with the old airport. But I could figure it out. You know, once or twice through there, you knew what to do. I, I'm terrified of going to the new one. If I ever oh, happened.
1: it's just it's just big. I mean, it's it's a beautiful airport. It's way spread out i mean you're a half mile from curb to the very west gates but it's comfortable it's light it's gosh it's probably one of the nicest airports out in the u.s right now mm-hmm.
0: well uh because i was complaining so much about the carpooling last mm-hmm. night and how your I your wife's feel, on the phone right <laughs> I fe- yeah i how i feel that no one i don't think anybody myself included could pass 10 out of 10 questions about how the carpool lane is supposed to work uh, here in this state. And I think it's an education problem, uh, and I think that it needs to be addressed. But that sparked what I wanted our poll question to be today is, is and I'm opening it up a little broader what problem areas exist out there on your commutes? here on our roads (laughs) where target target them for me where where is the number one stress inducing part of your drive day in and day out on our utah roadways 855-340-ZONE again everyone that calls in and answers that question or shares another question comment or story they have with us is entered into the drawing at the end of the show for the free pickup and drop off oil change so
1: so other than OHP lands, what's your biggest stressor when you commute from Leighton back into downtown?
0: Well, luckily, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, I don't have a lot of, Once I, and this might be the same for a lot of people, once I'm on that freeway, it's a straight shot. Uh, mm-hmm. Right now, though, I do take Highway 89 for a good stretch. That's a mess. And that is, well, that's, <laughs> I don't know that there is a road right now on uh, where Highway 89 it, used to be. You know, yeah. I drove
1: up to I, I i signed up to get a COVID shot up at McKay-D because it's supposed to be Johnson Johnson. Uh, Ran up there, and I have not driven eighty nine in a year and a half. It's like holy moly! You're from one side to the other, to in the to out. Yeah, it's gonna be nice when it's done, but get there's a poof. It's painful.
0: It's it, well, it will be nice when it's done, but right now it looks like. Uh, a, a blind mole rat has designed it i don't know what the hell they're doing up there it's it is it is an, a disaster and it, it, forget about it at night in the daytime you can hardly see some of the line, lane markers at night uh, you're, yeah. you're just find a find a space where there's no other car and hope you don't hit somebody That's, it's a disaster. Or hit a
1: pothole or.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So right now that's my, that's my, uh, my number one right now is Highway 89. And I I knew that it was going to be coming. We knew the construction was going to be part of our life for a few years, but doesn't mean I'm not going to complain about it.
1: (laughs) Well, you know, you wouldn't be human if you didn't complain about something. (laughs) You'd
0: be worried about me. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, if I stop breathing, <laughs> what's wrong with me? <laughs> so, before we dive into uh, all the Subaru news and all the car yeah. news out there, we've got our first caller of the day 855 340 Zone. Call in, share with us. John is our first in the drawing this morning. Hi, John. Thanks for calling.
2: On, hey, guys, John. How are you? We're great. What's going on? Hey, man. I got an easy answer for your question 6200 South and banging her every day. A sweet nightmare. <laughs> That construction has been there for three
0: years. It'll never end. Uh, so it's only been three years, and I don't mean that as a joke. I honestly <laughs> thought it was my entire life. <laughs> I, I don't yeah. go out that way quite very often, but I swear every time I've ever been out that direction, there's some kind of problem.
2: Well, they're finally well, they doing with bigger. Yeah, right. Go ahead.
1: No, they're finally doing with Bangator what they should have done when they built that back in the 80s and making it a freeway.
2: Hmm putting right, the overpasses the, in they haven't done
1: 6200 yet though so. no nope. oh no no no. that's just we can't yeah. do it
0: all in sequence so what how do you handle it john do you are you a medicinal <laughs> uh, marijuana guy no i'm just kidding but how, how, do, how do you approach uh, getting through there without going to prison
2: uh, just give myself lots of time and be very patient. <laughs> yeah.
0: Okay. So it's <laughs> impossible. All right. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, John. Have a good day, man. Appreciate it. Sixty-two yeah, hundred South in Bangader. Yeah. Uh, I, I uh I would rather go anywhere else. I think that's that's a really good answer. No,
1: I, I think yeah. One that's worse than that, and, they, and they've redone the intersections. It's more confusing. Is the U uh, two hundred one Bangader interchange? It's wild.
0: Oh, I haven't been out. I haven't been out. It's the diverging
1: diverging diamond. So you switch over to the wrong side of the road so you can keep track. It it works. It works really well. Yeah. But it's very confusing.
0: It's what they tried to do at the uh, Lehigh uh, Thanksgiving point for a long time, right?
1: Well, apparently people down there couldn't figure it out. (laughs) Yeah. But they they do it at the Pioneer Crossing. It works great. You know, think, the American Fork yeah, main exit. Yeah. It works mm-hmm. wonderfully.
0: Well, and I and I think and this is just me talking from some experience because that's about where my in laws live is at that Thanksgiving point exit. The mm-hmm. uh, the American Fork is it seems to be much more wide and, and open yeah. and clear. It flows. Yes. It flows. The the, the, the Thanksgiving Lehigh point exit one is. That Alpine Lehigh did not. No, it feels like you're going you're you're like making a ship in a bottle uh driving yep. through there. So uh, but I'm sure UDOT loves us just uh, moaning and complaining all morning about their their problems out not, there. But
1: you know, I, I think the thing, the
0: place I'll give UDOT
1: credit is they continue to try and improve with different ideas. You know, not just the same old tired intersections. And there's some that work really well. I mean, the worst intersections are out there on 123rd that you do the the uh, Michigan U-turn to get down to
0: them oh forget about it yeah the, that's... oh it's us
1: put so many businesses out of business because yeah. they can't get in and out
0: what so, so do you think that that was a foresight problem a lack of foresight when it comes to the economic impact in those areas or do you think that they knew all along that that was going to be and they just said oh, oh this is collateral damage
1: wouldn't because they were going to run the same amount of traffic by it but it made it much more difficult i mean the one i'm thinking of in particular has what started out as a gas station convenience store yeah and it didn't last six months after they did that and then there was a uh, used car lot that went in there and made it for a year which i've never understood what you, know, you get a lot of traffic you just can't get in and out. Mm. and now it's something completely different i don't think it's like a coffee shop and something else last time i was by there mm. but that traffic flow there is atrocious
0: I wonder so, what I wonder what the lease rate is for a building around there. If it's if it's mm, more if it's so cheaper cheap. because of the problems, or if it's more expensive because of how much traffic goes by. I don't know.
1: I, I you know I probably they probably don't disclose the problems. Although when you look at that building, and look at the history, it's like there's something going on here.
0: Yeah, the six month so. building is is what we refer well, to. Well, they
1: probably made it a little longer than six months, other than the gas station after that opened, but and it might have made it a year, but yeah. it just seems like. You watch a business go in and they go out. And there's certain places that seem to do that around the valley. Yeah. Yeah, you know, look at some of the restaurants that have changed names half a dozen times over the last few years.
0: Well, John is our first caller and our first yeah. entrance into the drawing today for that uh, pickup drop off oil change. 855 340 Zone to ask a question, make a comment, tell a story, and get your name in. The drawing. Roger, uh, let's talk about some of the new Subaru uh, goings on, starting with uh, something Jeff and I touched on last week. Big old announcement coming up here in a couple days, isn't there?
1: No, it came up on the 30th, if it's what I'm thinking you're talking about. It's new uh, Wilderness Edition Outback.
0: Oh, gotcha. There was some kind of Toyota Subaru marriage announcement coming up here in a couple days, I thought, on Monday. But. Uh, the, the Outback Wilderness we did talk about last week as well. Now, if I'm remembering correctly, the difference between what, what makes the Wilderness package different from the regular package is a lot of things, including it, yeah, it's not a just higher one thing, lift and other things. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is the first, this is uh, Subaru's first venture into a lifted, more rugged off-road vehicle so normal outback has 8.7 inches ground clearance this has 9.5 they've gone with a different set of alloy wheels with the uh um more all-terrain tire on it they have a full-size spare which no cars have anymore a full-size spare on the same alloy wheel Mm. so if you do get a flat when you're out uh out and about in the back country you you know, have a little more safety there rather than a space-saver spare. Right. Um, they changed the front and rear bumpers to give you a better ingress, knee and, and more protection, you know, plastic protection from damage from uh, gravel and stuff spitting up, up the front and the back and on the wheel wells and across the uh, side of the car. The car is based on an XT Onyx edition, so it has a StarTec... Um, Water-resistant material inside of it uh, has some really fun copper accents on it. it has four tow hook covers that two on the front, two in the back that have copper accents. Has a more rugged um, roof rack that can hold 700 pounds. You know, static. It's uh, static, so you can put a tent up there and sleep in it. Uh, and then you have copper accents on the steering wheel and on the gear shift knob. And just and then you know yellow kind of coppery stitching in the uh, seats. It's a beautiful car.
0: Hmm. So the 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 I want to start with that fabric, the repel water yeah. repellent is it called it's StarTex. Subaru yes. StarTex. And mm-hmm. What does it so I understand what it does. How does it feel to the to the it feels better hand? than leather. Does it? Um
1: the I just bought my car I just leased my wife a uh new XT Onks is what she wanted this time uh back in February and uh, she likes i actually like it better than leather it's more comfortable okay it's that... softer it's it's cooler
0: that's and i've had a lot of
1: cars with leather
0: yeah that's great news because i i hear the the water repellent and i for mm-hmm. some reason think of a like a windbreaker type material
1: no you wouldn't even know i mean it's so soft you wouldn't know hey it, it looks pretty much like leather but it, it just it just has a, to me it's a softer feel to it, um, so it's you know better for the outdoor. We went with it because of our dogs and stuff. It's easier to clean up that you know if they get in their muddy, it wipes up a little bit easier. Yeah. So, you know, they're really trying to improve our off-road bona fides. Basically, um, you know, they changed. There's some trade-offs for putting a lift on and the and the tires they run. You get a little bit gas mileage drops a little bit over a normal XT um, Onyx but um you get more ground clearance you can have skid plates put on pretty much underneath all the major things on it it comes with a a skid plate on the front of the car you can put on one on the differential on the different rear differential on the transfer case on the gas tank it's not a rock crawler you can't go bashing rocks in this
0: car sure sure yeah
1: but it will go up and down some gnarly stuff well, um they lowered the gear ratios changed the uh Um, change the four-wheel drive you can set it to deep mud and snow and normally it turns off at 25 miles an hour in this car because it's designed for more off-roading it actually changes how it reacts clear up to about 45 miles an hour
0: well it's pretty cool it sounds to me like a a good uh, combination of the outdoor explorer type person Mm -hmm. that you traditionally or stereotypically uh, attribute to a Subaru brand. But then you can also see it driving to that, uh, that, uh, that work meeting or soccer practice, or, or it's got the luxury still, but also you can take it out on the weekend and, and and not have Mm -hmm. to have, not have to have your mutter car and your work (laughs) car be different cars.
1: Yeah. Yeah. They also have John gone with a, They've got run a new color out just for the wilderness. It's called Glacier blue. And then on the wilderness editions, you have a vinyl matte black decal that's in the center of the center of the hood. So just totally changes the looks of the car. Mm. You, you have as you do on the XT or on the onyx, you have the front view camera with the fisheye lens so you can see what you're coming up to on the monitor. So really neat. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to re-enter. You know, Subaru's got great product. This is just another niche that they can uh, exploit and pick up some plus sales for us. So we're excited to get it.
0: And the last thing I want to ask you about, I the the lift on it being nine point what was it nine point five nine and mm-hmm. a half inches? Yeah. That and I was surprised to read this the standard uh, package on like a Jeep Wrangler Sport is only 9.7. So you're only only 0.2 inches lower than the standard Mm -hmm. Jeep Wrangler Sport lift on its tires. Does it look like it's – I I guess in my mind's eye, I wonder if – and I'm looking at a picture, so I'm cheating, so I know the answer. But in my mind's eye, and I read, oh, it's right up there next to the Jeep Wrangler height – I think well, that's going to look kind of ridiculous on an Outback, isn't it? But and actually, no. we, you know, we've been
1: lifting Outbacks, Foresters, and Cross trucks in a sense at the dealership for almost four years now. We've probably lifted two hundred, two hundred and fifty of them. It looks really good. It doesn't look ridiculous.
0: Yeah, I'm looking at pictures, and it honestly, if I didn't know that They uh, had changed it so dramatically. What is that? Two inches more higher? Three? How? It's eight t- eight tenths of an inch higher. Okay, so if I didn't know they'd done that, I probably wouldn't know. Is what I'm saying, just um, by looking at it.
1: No, you'd lucky. You, you would see that it's something different. It, you, you know, your mind would catch that something's different. You might not know what it was.
0: Exactly. Yeah.
1: You know, for example, we have uh, it's one of our contractors that does all of our construction ever ongoing construction of the dealerships he just purchased a a ascent and lifted it for his wife and they get stopped they live up there up in uh weber county they get stopped all the time your set looks different than mine what's (laughs) different they know what's different they just don't know what
0: yeah exactly yeah that's i think that's what that's a good way of putting it because it's still you're like okay i know that's an outback but what have uh, they? Something's different. <laughs> they they they've souped it up or something, and it's yeah. just that's how it's coming now. It's cool. What kind yeah. of uh, availability do we have on the wilderness right now?
1: There's none yet. It's, it's going to be available come June, July, mm-hmm. and I think the big challenge that everybody manufacturers having out there right now is the chip shortage. Um, you look at what they're able to build right now. Our average cars have 34 chips in them. Wow, you know there's just so much computing power in all the technologies in there. So that until the chip supply loosens up, there's no product. There's no avail, availability is not going to be as good as we would like. I mean, we have, I think yesterday when I left work, I have a 40 day supply of new cars on the ground. Hmm. We like to have 60, you know, 45 to 60, That gives you a better selection. Um, you know, it just. It just is extremely tight right now.
0: Can people uh, put a deposit down and get on a list? Okay. Yep.
1: We don't have pricing on them yet. They're not going to release that until closer to um, launch time, but they're going to be priced somewhere between um, a limited and XT touring. So a little more expensive, but I don't know how much more yet.
0: Yeah. Okay. Do you anticipate that down the road we might see Ascent Wilderness and uh, forester Wilderness?
1: Well, they're starting with the first one's for sure. The first one's the Outback. The Forester's the next one. That will be here sometime this fall probably. And it wouldn't surprise me to bring it over across. It's going to be a line within a line. Yeah, It's got its own badging, um, all-weather mats with Wilderness Edition uh, logos on them or standard on the car. So it wouldn't surprise me to see them take it to cross, you know, do a wilderness and a cross trek, a, a outback. You know, they're doing the outback, the Forester ascent would make sense. Yeah, but it just depends on how it's received. And I think the reception is going to be. I think they're going to be surprised.
0: Well, I think that it's a great uh, the 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 family out there that also wants to still hold on hold on to their yes wilderness side. You can Mm -hmm. have both with this uh, Outback. It's pretty cool. And we didn't even mention the 700-pound rated Monster Roof Rack. That's that's amazing. (laughs) On your family (laughs) car to have 700-pound rated roof rack. Now, that's
1: static. That's sitting there. It can hold 700 pounds. So you can put a tent up there with 700 pounds of people and gear yeah when you are parked and be just fine.
0: <laughs> Unbelievable. That that's Oh, it's amazing. That, that's 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 uh unprecedented in in a family vehicle like this. Correct. Yeah. Yeah,
1: that's well that, that's thinking outside the box. <laughs> you
0: know, Is it like made of krypton? Jeez, how do how do they get, how do I, they get it to be that that durable and still that uh that uh, versatile? I don't know. That's the million
1: dollar question. I mean their their engineers are pretty pretty incredible yeah. with the things that they do and how they design stuff. And, you know, it's just, they just keep getting better and better and better. Now this car needs to go through the, all the crash testing and everything to be, you know, get the IHS uh, safety plus rating, which I assume it will, mm. because they, it, I mean, the underlying car is the same. It just sits higher. They have recalibrated all the eyesight and everything to work with it, you know, at this height and, so we'll see what happens, but it's we're excited to get it. It's just another, you know, be another uh, feather in Subaru's cap when this comes out because I think it's going to fly out of there.
0: Eight five five three four zero zone to be part of the show. He's Roger Parkin of the Southtown location. I'm Austin Horton, and we do have before we take our first break of the day. Roger Jeff has called in to be our second entrant into the drawing today. Hi, Jeff. Awesome.
2: Good morning, Jeff. Hi, uh, and Austin, I just wanted to point out as the movie guy, you should know it's not made of crypt- kryptonite, it's made of vibranium. Oh,
0: vibranium, excuse me. Yes. <laughs> Kry- kryptonite's the bad one, yes, yes, of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly.
2: So, <laughs> hey, uh, so my, my complaint is not actually about a specific road, but I, my complaint is all the way around is crosswalks. and i'm not just talking about drivers who blow through crosswalks i'm also talking about uh kids for example and Mm -hmm. even adults who go and stand at the crosswalk and like you pull up to stop for them and they stare at you like what are you doing Mm -hmm. because they don't realize that they're even standing in a crosswalk um that's happened to me like because i'm really good about trying to stop at the crosswalks and that's happened to me Three times over the last two weeks wow. where I'm like asking the guy, are you crossing or are you not crossing, you know, because I don't want to go if they're trying to cross, but they're just standing there. Yeah. And uh, uh, I even the, the worst was I was on Redwood Road uh, last weekend. And I'm in the right-hand lane about to make a right-hand turn onto another road. The light is green going forward. There are two uh, girls that are on bicycles that are waiting to go when the light changes to cross Redwood. Well, the car in front of me sees them standing there, and they stop on a green light to wait for these girls to cross the crosswalk. Well, again, people don't cross against traffic you know, three lanes of traffic against a green light because they're in the crosswalk, you know. So he's brought traffic to a complete halt waiting for these girls who have a don't walk sign because, yeah, you can't cross when traffic's going, uh, you know, the other direction. It just amazes me that that drivers and people in general, just do not understand the purpose or how crosswalks work.
0: Good point, Jeff. Something yes. something I think <laughs> we all we all know and, and realize is a problem, but we don't think about it as often as we need to. And I would I would say this: I a few years ago, I saw someone uh, standing uh, to wait waiting to go into the crosswalk at a busy downtown intersection with a stroller, and a car making a right hand turn made that turn a little too sharp. Hopped the curb and hit the front tire of that stroller.
2: Oh my God! Now, now
0: thank Jeez. goodness wow. that no one was injured. the The child was fine. the The uh, mother pushing the child was fine, uh, and the car did stop and and everything. But since then. I've always st- I always stand about 5 feet back from that curb <laughs> minimum when I'm waiting to go in a crosswalk because it's just not what it's just not worth it if someone's making that turn on their and they're looking at their phone or they're looking left while turning right you never know if they're going to cut that too sharp and, uh, sharp and get you. I
2: I agree and one one final point I'd like to make is to all the parents out there how many of you have actually your kids And explained how crosswalks work because I think that they I think that times they stand there uh, in a crosswalk when they're not actually ready to call you know they're meeting somebody or whatever and the problem is is then that uh, like desensitizes drivers who should be stopping but don't because they don't know whether or not the person's serious about it or not. So anyway, I just wanted to get that message out. Thank you, Jeff. Thanks yeah, for your time.
0: Thank you for calling in. Thank it's you. It's Have a great day. Definitely an education problem as well. Um, and Roger, I think it was you that was doing the show with me several months ago, and I learned about crosswalks, something I, I thought was uh, – I, I knew something about crosswalks I thought was wrong, uh, but it was actually right. I thought that if someone was in the crosswalk – you had to wait for them to go the entire crosswalk before you could drive, but not so. The law states that it's on your half of the roadway or if, I think it says if a pedestrian is fastly approaching your half of the roadway, you have to yield Mm -hmm. and let them through. There's an
1: exception to that law. Is there? So West Valley just ran a sting on crosswalks. And it's true if if it's a, I think I have this right, if it's a solid line crosswalk, that's correct. If there's striped crosswalks, that's a school zone and you have to wait for them to get all the way out of the road.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Which I had never heard that before and I think I have that right. I think I I think I have the which one's which correct. But I had never heard there was a difference between a solid stripe, you know, running across the road or the stripes running with the road separated by black space. One's a school crosswalk, wow. one is just a crosswalk. I always thought and it was
0: just a, a, a an aesthetics thing. I didn't me too. I had, yeah. didn't know
1: there was any difference. I learned something new. It's so like, I, I would have got a ticket.
0: You're right. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, the, the zebra stripe, the striped lines uh, from curb to curb, like a ladder, is a designated mm-hmm. school crosswalk. And according to state law, you got to wait for any pedestrian to get all the way across the street before going through, not just... Not just your half of the road. And that's whether school is in session or not, by the way.
1: Yeah. And I had, I was clueless to that one. I would have got a ticket because I've always, you know, I thought the same as you. It was just a different aesthetic. I didn't realize it was a totally different designation.
0: Yep. All right, so, we got to take th- our fir- There's our
1: public service for the day.
0: <laughs> we got to take our first break. Uh, line up those phone lines, 855 340 Zone. We've got more Subaru news, more Car World news, and some good news worldwide. We'll get to next right Not here. Good news on Utah Carsons. listening to Utah car sense with Jeff Miller and Austin
2: Horton presented by Mark Miller Subaru on 97.5 and 1280 the zone and the zone sports network welcome
0: back 855-340-ZONE to get on Utah car sense 855-340-ZONE call in with any question comment or story you've got Roger Parkin is here with me, general sales manager of the Southtown store. If you don't like our responses, it's his fault. If you like our responses, it's my fault. How about that, Roger? Oh, do we lose Roger? No, oh, I'm here. Oh. There we go. Yep can hear me i got you yeah the see the, i forgot the to on the on. the on button on. that's that utah utes reading education there uh there's three hey, letters and off on and the use two man. letters and I'm, I'm
1: an alumni there
0: well i'd only say that because he, he's got a Ute hat on and is a utah student yeah that's on me an english major <laughs> um, at, at, at part uh, my second major is mean, english we, at that, i mean i we make to, the buttons shiny uh, they're different colors yeah. they're big this they're is labeled not one of my better moments. one's on top one's on bottom yeah um, you know,
1: if you don't want me here just tell me
0: <laughs> <laughs> no roger roger i love you. eric so, jensen thank, producing you for us today thank, always thank you for coming always does a great that job always my pleasure uh always did a great job but uh has done a great job in the past eric jensen our producer today. <laughs> <laughs> he's got time to redeem himself he's good he's all right we'll, uh we'll see what happens on the next break roger we talked about <laughs> we talked about the uh outback wilderness yeah Let's talk about the impending announcement from Toyota-Subaru. Now, we know that they've been working on an electric vehicle uh, mm-hmm. marriage. One will have the Toyota brand on it. One will have the Subaru brand, I believe. Yeah, just but like I'm,
1: the BRZ and Toyota's version has different branding, but I'm, different names, same car.
0: I'm hearing that there's about to be some more announcements coming up in the next month or so. Are we getting close to this actually happening?
1: Um, if you're referring to a totally electric car, I think so. Wow. You know, that's, that's what the rumor mill says. Um, you know, developing cars is such an expensive undertaking that you have more and more car companies really pulling the resources and it's not new. I mean, uh, GM and Toyota had a partnership in a factory in California where they built Prism and Corollas, um, subaru was building camrys on one of their assembly lines up until oh about six years ago they needed the capacity you know help them keep the capacity um you look at honda suzu the passport used to be in the suzu rodeo so partnerships are nothing new they're just becoming more important so you can develop this new technology Mm. and get the deeper pockets pulled resources to do it and and honestly just share it between each other because there's no reason to develop, to reinvent the wheel. I mean, if you got something good that works on for both companies, it's a win-win for everybody, including the consumer. Yeah. In my opinion.
0: And, uh, I think the, the case being, well, you want that win-win with, with battery range and battery charge and, and, and all sorts of things. And I think once we get that, Rapid charge thing down; it's going to take off uh, in all directions very, yeah, very quickly. That,
1: that's probably one of the biggest holdbacks, at least out in the West, as I see it, is the amount of time it takes to charge your batteries and and the distance you can drive before you charge. I mean, if you can get charging down to fifteen twenty minutes, that's about what you spend gassing up a car when you stop. That's livable. You can get up, walk around, go get a drink, go use the restroom, whatever. But yeah, you got infrastructure that still is getting better in place with charging stations, but you need that more rapid, rapidly charging battery to full capacity.
0: Well, and, so. I, and I saw an article from uh, Rio Tinto. They made an announcement uh, yeah. last week that uh, they're starting uh, a new, well, a, a more focused mining of a, of a, an element called tellurium tellurium
1: <laughs> which i've never heard of before but tellurium, you know, it's some, yeah that's something that they've been basically just put in the waste pile because they didn't separate it out but uh go ahead and tell them about it i remember reading the article about i've never heard of that chemical
0: before. yeah it's uh eight times rarer than gold so you Mm-mm. find gold eight times faster than you find tellurium uh it's one of the least common elements on earth but is vital to the future of especially solar charge uh, and solar energy. Uh, the, the, the film that comes from tellurium uh, when combined with uh, other elements like cadmium forms a compound with enhanced electrical conductivity, to put it as simply as I possibly can. Recovery of tellurium will require a $2.9 million investment by Rio Tinto with the construction of a new plant expected to start production later this year, uh, well, this doesn't necessarily mean anything uh, directly impacting car batteries, but anytime our state can uh, responsibly mine one of the more rarer elements on Earth, it's a good thing for oh, for Utah going forward, isn't it?
1: Absolutely, yes. I mean, plus it like like the lengthens the usefulness of that mine out there. Right. You know, where they can... There, I get copper and gold and silver out of it as byproducts of the copper they mine. But this gives them one more thing to pull out of there, which is awesome.
0: Uh, In fact, globally, there are uh, 500 tons of tellurium produced each year, but only a small portion of that is done domestically. Most of it comes uh, from overseas in other countries. Mm -hmm. So to have... Uh, a new uh, uh, resource to draw Source, from yeah. in our country is a big deal, but then to have it right here in our backyard is even greater. So, this is good news. Uh, I, I don't like di- digging giant or digging big giant canyon holes into the earth unless it's for good reason. And this seems to be a very good reason because 15% of the world's production of this comes from China and sweden mm-hmm. <laughs> and and without needing to give you a whole civics lesson right now we probably need to get less stuff from china going forward than we than we have in the past so well, uh, we need to have
1: other sources than china <laughs>
0: you know? that's a great point yeah yeah uh and 50 percent of our tellurium is imported so uh so it's not most i don't know it said earlier in this article most and then down here it says 50 percent. but any case we need more domestically, and we're going to have oh, some right here in Utah.
1: Yeah, I wonder how expensive that mineral is.
0: Uh, well, if it's one, if it's eight times rarer than gold, what's a pound of gold going for these days? Let's see, one pound of gold. Well, worth. if you go
1: by ounces, it's thousands of dollars an
0: ounce. Uh, so let's see, thirty-five dollars per troy ounce is gold. So what's is eight that times thirty-five?
1: That seems awfully cheap for gold.
0: Oh wait, that was wait a second. How much is that's that's not right? How much is uh let's change this to ounces? One ounce of gold. Uh it's worth uh one thousand seven hundred and thirty six dollars. There we go. That's way (laughs) that's way closer to accurate. So uh times that by eight, we're talking eight, nine, ten thousand dollars for an ounce of tellurium unbelievable well and that's just if i don't know if that's how that math works but it's eight times rarer so i would think it's at least eight times but that doesn't make that much
1: doesn't make it that much i don't know if it makes it more valuable or not
0: to be rare i thought the more rare something was the more valuable it is unless we're talking like boogers Uh, and then (laughs) (laughs) only you could draw that conclusion (laughs) Uh, uh also uh, there's a critical, along these charging, uh, this charging topic, a research party up at the University of Utah uh, is on their way to speeding up the charging times for mm-hmm. electric cars and cell phones. Uh, new research by a U professor could lead to faster charging batteries in things like cell phones, laptops, even electric cars over the next few years. Tao Gao, U Chemical Engineering Assistant Professor, Recently published research in a scientific journal showing batteries can be recharged at much quicker speeds than previously thought. Uh, he says the understanding, this understanding lays the foundation for the future engineering work needed to address this challenge. Now we know where to go. We have a clear vision of what needs to be done. So what is it that needs to be done? Uh he I don't know what is it. As of 2019, more than 1.4 million plug-in e-cars were sold in the US with about 165 residents per 100,000 owning one in Utah. Uh but the the hope is to get that much much higher. Instead of 165 per 100,000, they want that to get closer to 10,000 per 100,000 in the next 5 to 10 years. But to do that, they got to speed up the battery charging process. And he says when recharging a lithium-ion battery, a reaction called lithium plating can occur and it happens when the process is too fast. If the lithium-ion is traveling from the positive electrode to the negative one too fast, plating can occur and cause degradation of the battery or cause dangerous issues, even like fires or explosions of the battery. And, therefore, lithium plating impacts how fast a battery can charge safely. But his research, Gal's research, shows how physics can control lithium plating and predict when it will occur. occur. So, essentially, what he's done is all this research to find out how he can predict when lithium plating is about to occur, speed up the charge until that's about to occur, slow it down, then speed it back up again, then slow it down, in layman's terms, what i what I'm in what I'm picturing here is when you're charging something and your phone, let's say you're charging your cell phone and you reach down and touch it, and it's really, really, really hot. That's probably the lithium plating making charging it up and making it hot in there. So what he's done is he says that with physics, they can anticipate with, you know obviously new chargers, when that's about to get hot, slow down the charge, when it cools down, speed the charge back up and the charge process will be about half as long as it would be uh, on today's chargers. I don't know. This is his research, not mine. Uh, I hope that this is the case. But Roger, my simplistic, non-professor chemical engineering mind, uh, says it seems like if this were the answer, we would have recognized it sooner. Does that... Does that make sense to you? What I'm saying, like, if it's yeah, just it as sense. simple as slowing it down, then speeding it back up, why haven't we already been doing that?
1: I don't know. <laughs> Maybe not the technology to control it that way, but or just not not enough benefit to incur that additional expense.
0: Well, he says uh, e batteries, e car batteries could charge at five times the speed they charge today in about ten minutes. And without additional risk of degradation or explosion, he says the same would go for smartphones and other technologies that operate with lithium-ion batteries. Uh, So not half the time, five times faster. Uh, And he anticipates that the better batteries will be available to phones within the next three to five years and e-cars in the next five to ten. So some pretty cool things happening right here in our own backyard with the the tellurium mining and now this uh, faster charge technology up at the university of utah
1: that'd be way cool i mean that's like i say i think that's kind of one of the top things in the way of electric cars becoming mainstream or more mainstream is just how quickly you can charge and continue on your trip yeah hey, so
0: eight five five three four zero zone to be part of the show today uh john and jeff so far are they have a one and two shot at winning that oil change so get in with your questions, your comments, your stories at 855 zone You'll be entered into that drawing. Our poll question today, what's the number one trouble issue on your commute? Where do we need to get the roads fixed most here <laughs> in the state of Utah? 855-340-ZONE, also next hour. And just you don't want to miss the story of a Lehigh woman who decided to solve her own auto theft crime on her own. Uh, yeah. amateur sleuthing stories, and more next on Utah Car Sense.